Welcome to the Becoming You Forever podcast. My name is Emily Peterson, and I am here to share strategies, ideas, and ways that will help you become your best self, becoming the version of you that you want to be forever by incorporating all of these tools and techniques that are going to help fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to truly be the version of you that you want to be consciously, on a conscious level, choosing for yourself who it is that you want to be. Well, friends, here we are. Another amazing week has gone by, and I am just super grateful to be here with you all for another episode. Today, let's talk about how to empower ourselves because of making choices from a place of love. So first, in order to feel empowered within ourselves, it's it's this state of of course, state of mind first, where we choose on purpose, intentionally, the thoughts that we're going to think, the people that we want to be, and the choices that we're going to make. No matter what other people say, no matter what comes along in circumstances or on our path and gets in the way, we can feel empowered if we are making choices because we feel like the choice we made is our own and it feels good and is aligned with our values and our standards. And we get to to determine what that is for ourselves. And then as we are empowered and coming from a place of love, we get to be in a place where we understand what true self-love is. I know I've talked about self-love before, but here's another level of self-love where we really come to this place of knowing at the core who we are. Who are you at the very core of you? Who are you when you remember your highest, most divine self? Who are you? Who are you when nothing else around you is able to make you happy? Because things outside of us can't make us happy. It only comes from within ourselves. Same with love. Love only comes from within our own selves. And so when we're really in a place of self-love, we're in a place of reflecting and really being intentional about who we want to be and how we want to live our lives. And self-love looks like taking time to slow down, slow down our brains, slow down our actions, slow down our life a little bit and we really reconnect. So what I have done this past little while is in connecting with myself. I have really come to a place of knowing who I am as a divine heir to my creator, who is God. And really knowing, I use the word really a lot, just so you know, (laughs) and that's okay. So really connecting to this source, my higher power, and connecting to who I am in relation to that higher power helps me to come to a place of love for myself and for my higher power, for my God. And when I'm in this place of love 
it's something that is so significant to me where nothing else can really um, take its place. It, it doesn't have a counterfeit for me. Like this love is not passion. It's not pleasure. It's a very simple core experience and emotion. This love is the connection of who I am, who I was created to be, and who my future self is, and connecting all those parts in one. Okay, this might not make sense to y'all. I don't know. But this is something that has really helped me. So I was doing a walking meditation. And there's a guy, I've, I've thrown his name out there before, but Joe Dispenza. And he talks about the importance of self-love. Because we can't love other people beyond our ability to love ourselves. And so if we don't really love ourselves then we could say we love other people, but we really don't fully love anyone else unless we come to a place of truly loving ourselves. And even Jesus Christ taught that, that we love one another as he loves us or to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love God and then to love our neighbor that love is the highest source of power and energy and frequency, that love is the pure love of Christ is charity, and that this love will lead us to becoming the kind of people that can serve and help others even better. This love is something that that we don't just do, but it's who we are, and it's how we live our lives in who we're becoming in all things. So when we're really in this state of love, and I was talking about that walking meditation. So that walking meditation is something that he actually has one on YouTube. And so I just tried it out the other day. And um, he just takes you through these different stages and, and processes of reconnecting with yourself who you are, who your future self is, and really coming from the place of love from that future self. So as we're connected to who we want to be in the future, what does it want to what do we want to look like? What does it feel like? What does it um have in it that's not what we have right now? What is that place? And it's a place of love. And when we are connected with our future self from a place of love, we, we create more of a life that we want to experience. And by creating a life that we want to experience from a place of love, we are living in our future and we're taking steps away from our past Instead of dwelling on the stories of our past, instead of dwelling on the the pity me stories or the victim stories or the the things that happened in our past and you know living in those emotions of resentment and anger and pain and hurt and sorrow and blame, all of those things, 
when we let those things be in the past and we move forward with love for ourselves toward our future, then it doesn't matter what happens around us. The way people act, the words they say, the things that happen in the world, we come from a place of love instead of anger, a place of compassion instead of judgment, a place of deep realization and desire to make a change instead of being part of the problem. We can sit in a moment where things are happening around us or people are saying things around us and suddenly those things that they're saying or the things that are happening or the things that they are doing are not affecting us the same way. It's as if you're just sitting in the audience watching the play of your life and all the things happening and you're just able to smile and have love. You have love for those people who are in so much pain that they think the only way that they can live their life is to cause pain on somebody else. And when you're in this place of love, you're looking at it with different eyes. You're, you're looking at it from the audience just in it, but you're not feeling all the drama and the emotion of it because you're just still who you are and who you want to be, which is love. Love can change everything. If we choose love and we choose forgiveness and we choose gratitude, we're the ones who get to benefit from those emotions instead of living in a place of resentment and anger and and lack of forgiveness. Those type of emotions, they canker at our so- our souls and they they cause us to be the ones who have to experience more pain and live in our past and continue to repeat the same old story or the same old scenario and we're never getting to a place of resolution or feeling happy and peaceful and joyful in our lives. So when we live in a place of love and gratitude, joy and forgiveness, because that's who we want to be and we're living into who we are in the future as our future selves, it's a game changer. I want you to try it. Just try closing your eyes and visualizing yourself in the future. Who do you want to be? Who is your future self? What do they look like? What does your body look like? What does it feel like to be you in the future? Are you still holding on to anger and resentment? How does it feel? Are you more loving and forgiving because now you've come from a place of not wanting to be in pain anymore, but wanting to thrive and move forward and be at peace in your life? How does that feel? How does that look for you? When you forgive yourself or your past or people in your past or situations, how does that feel? Does forgiveness feel better than holding on to resentment and anger and bitterness? For me, it does. And when you finally get into that place of 
pure love, you don't want to go back to a place of anger and resentment. You really just want to stay in this place of love and compassion, not only for yourself, but for other people. Even when, when they, it seems as though they intentionally are trying to harm you or say words against you. When you're in this place of love and forgiveness, you just feel sorry for them and you can pity them and you can pray for them and you can hope that they can experience something better, but that they're choosing these emotions for themselves and they're choosing this life for themselves. And that's sad for them, but it has nothing to do with you. And the way that they act is not about you. And the way that they choose to live their lives is not about you. Hurt people hurt people. Have you heard that before? When people are hurt or they're in pain or they're struggling, they have a hard time helping other people get out of their hurt and pain and their struggle. So let's make sure we're the ones that are filled with more love and compassion and we're praying for them and we're forgiving and we're in gratitude and love so that we can be more helpful in these situations and with these people so that instead of being the kind of people who cause more pain, we help alleviate the pain because we're understanding and we're loving. There's a quote that I really love. It's actually on the wallpaper of my phone. And so I'm going to get that up really quick so I can read it to you because, because it really hits home for me. Perhaps the greatest charity comes when we are kind to each other, when we don't judge or categorize someone else, when we simply give each other the benefit of a doubt or remain quiet. Charity is accepting someone's differences, weaknesses, and shortcomings. Having patience with someone who has let us down or resisting the impulse to become offended when someone doesn't handle something the way we might have hoped. Charity is refusing to take advantage of another's weakness and being willing to forgive someone who has hurt us. Charity is expecting the best of each other. And that was by a man named Marvin J. Ashton. Um, he's, he was a prominent leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I really like that because it just reminds me what charity is. The pure love of Christ is just being kind to each other. It's simply giving the benefit of a doubt. It's knowing that we don't know other people's intentions. And all I can do is choose to be who I want to be. Choose to react and respond the way I want to. Knowing that that person, they behaved in a way that they did. Maybe out of pain or maybe out of hurt um, because of their past. Maybe out of traumas. We don't know what other people are going through. We don't know where their heart is. We don't know what their mental capacity is. We don't know what they've experienced. But we know where we are at. Let's try to be a more loving, compassionate, understanding kind of person who can make the situation better and heal more hearts. I just love this topic and I'm so grateful for the feeling of love and forgiveness and gratitude 
that I have felt. And I know it's not always what I'm focused on and, and how I come, (laughs) come across in all of my interactions. And it's not always how I, I choose to live my life. And it's not always the responses I have, but I'm working on it. And it definitely, it definitely feels better. And so if you want to try it out, just try it out. See how it feels within yourself. Does it feel better to be angry and to blame somebody else? Or does it feel better to be loving and to take responsibility for what we had with whatever situation? Does it feel better to yell and be in the fight? Or does it feel better sometimes to just sit back and be quiet and and not react. There's somebody that I I follow and he just calls it popcorn moments. Sometimes we just need to sit back and have our popcorn moments where we're in the audience watching this play of our life up on stage. Things are happening. People are saying things and we're just observing and we're watching. So then we can make a better, more conscious decision on who we want to be and how we want to react, how we want to respond to these kind of people in our lives. I hope that you learn something that's going to help you and that you become more intentional about the way that you want to be and show up in your life because I know that I am striving to be and I know that I have no control or power over anybody else, how they choose to act or respond to me, but that I have the ability to do that for myself. Let's come from our future selves, from a more loving place, from our future, knowing without a doubt who we are at the very core of us. When we remember who we are at the core of our very being, our soul, our spirit, when we remember who we are, we remember whose we are. And that can really help us feel more love and share and act with more love. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming You Forever podcast. If any of this was of a benefit to you, then I would just encourage you to share with your friends and family and on social media, and also to hop on over to iTunes and leave a review. It is so amazing when we get to help each other learn and grow and when we get to share what has been a benefit to us with others. So if any of these things have helped you or have piqued your curiosity in any way and you want further work with me, then please also check out my Facebook page, Emily Pete, and also insights from Emily on Instagram. And then go ahead and email support if you have any questions or, you know, any topics that you want to go over, www.insightsfromemily.org or at insightsfromemily at gmail.com.